0: BC resident Yi Ming Zhu has been sentenced to spend four months in jail after brutally abusing his pet kitten. Judge Harbin's Dillon wrote in her June 29 decision that Zhu had been callous when, in May, Zhu decided to punish his kitten for scratching and biting him. By smacking it repeatedly against concrete and stepping on it, according to the court document. The neighbor heard the kitty's cries, called the police, but why are people abusing their pets? And do we need to change the adoption policy around that? How can we ensure that a safe home for the adopted pet will result for someone who gets a cat? With us, Rebecca Breeder, she's an animal rights lawyer. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was such a disturbing story to come across. What did you think of the judge's decision, though?
1: Oh, it is. It's so disturbing. And I mean, like you said in your introductory remarks, uh, this lasted over 20 minutes. The assault actually happened over 20 minutes. And one of the incredible things about this decision is, first of all, it's the first case of major animal cruelty in British Columbia after a major animal cruelty decision was made in Alberta at the Court of Appeal, which is their highest court. And in that case, in the Alberta Court of Appeal, the the court basically said how animal cruelty cases are crimes of violence as opposed to crimes of property, which is how they were often treated, you know, like crimes against the car or something like that. And so this was the first case where the court was it was kind of tested whether the court will view animal cruelty as a crime of violence as well. And the prosecution in this case, I have to say, did a fabulous job because they got the court to agree that it, it should follow that Alberta Court of Appeal decision. And it's super important because what it essentially means in the bigger picture is that here in British Columbia, when it comes to sentencing of animal cruelty cases, They will be sentenced like crimes of violence, as they should be, instead of crimes of property. And like the judge in this case, there are certain parts, you know, reading through it. When it came out a couple months ago, I was like, I'll read one sentence, which really struck me. The offending by Mr. Zhu consisted of very cruel conduct towards a defenseless animal recently brought under his care. It included multiple acts of assault. The degree of violence is highly concerning. The moral gravity of his offending is high and the reason why that struck me is the word of assault. Yeah. Usually that's used about people, right? A person assaults a person. Yeah. Whereas here what we see is the language is transforming in the legal world where courts are recognizing more and more in different contexts including in animal cruelty context, that animals are not just property. They're more than just property. Even though technically they're still kind of they are considered legally property, but courts are grappling with this idea of property but they're sentient beings. So this is a really a huge step forward in, in animal law in British Columbia and in Canada, I would say, too. Not to mention that the prosecution um, was, like, I'm just really, I, I'm amazed by the prosecution in this case. I really do think they did a, a fabulous job. They got a 25-year a prohibition, which means that Mr. Zoo is not allowed to own, possess, or live with an animal for at least 25 years which is huge, and these types of prohibition orders are not often made. Okay, so
0: the judge, Judge Dillon, actually came down hard. She
1: did, and I know he only got four months, and a lot of us, our our first reaction is, oh, this guy should go to to jail for life for what he did. Because this was, remember, this was a five-pound kitten. He swung the kitten around by his tail, Kicked a kitten, squashed his head on the ground. I mean, I'm sorry to be so descriptive, but it's it was there's nothing you you can't get around saying anything. There's no reason why anyone would do that. Even though I have to say, I have to like just as a side note, I, I have to chuckle in a way that part of the defense in this case, my understanding is that uh, Mr. Zoo was provoked by the kitten. How anyone could be provoked by a five-pound kitten is beyond me. But I mean, clearly the the court didn't put. Uh, any weight on that which thankfully it didn't but it just it's just in in general it's this case i have to say it really it's a sad case most of us would our our first reaction is this guy should go away forever in jail but unfortunately our case law is not there just yet (laughs) but what this case does do is that it does establish very clear principles Of sentencing when it comes to animal cruelty and essentially that they are crimes of violence and that if someone is cruel towards an animal and they're convicted of that, then they will go to jail unless there are exceptional reasons for them not to. And that's huge.
0: Yeah, that does seem huge. And Mr. Zhu had said that the kitten had scratched him, had bit him. And I can yeah. imagine that in, in that case, and even if it's a five-pound kitten or smaller, that if Great. someone was um, was injured by an animal, they might have an initial gut reaction to push, say, for example, an animal yeah. off of them that's biting. Yeah. That seems reasonable and understandable. Yeah. But you just described there very visually, very brutally, how he assaulted. He really did. He assaulted yes. and abused this sentient. Being, and then he did it in numerous ways, and then apparently he also left the animal, and then went
1: back to I was just abuse going to it some say more. That. Yes, I was just going to say that. So it's not like it was a moment; not like it would make it any better, quite frankly. But but it, it wasn't like he he swung the kitten, hit the kitten, left the kitten there. You know, at left. No, he did this repeatedly. He left. it. This happened in the backyard of a building, from what I understand. He left the kitten there, went inside, went back to the kitten, redid the whole thing again. And thankfully, it's only because of a concerned citizen that this guy was caught. And unfortunately, the kitten did have to be euthanized. I mean, that's how badly this poor little creature was brutally assaulted. So, you know, just to end more on a positive note, um, it, it, it is that now... It is clear. The law is clear in British Columbia that these are crimes of violence, not a property. Courts recognize that animals are sentient beings. They're more than just property, in other words. And and it's a step forward in animal law.
0: Yeah, and it also made me think, uh, the judge's decision made me think that, you know, if he had uh, felt he was condo- he was punishing, for example, this animal for having bitten him, if that was the case, you know, your property wouldn't yes. get punished in the same way, right? Exactly. Somebody wouldn't exactly. go back to a car and keep kicking it and kicking it. No, what he did was absolutely violent. And so you feel this will set a new, it establishes the new precedent in B.C.?
1: Yes, yes. It it's, it's establishes a new precedent in B.C., and I'm very happy about that. Um, we need more cases. Well, I was about to say we need more cases like this. Not that we want more animal cruelty, but when people, it will happen. That's just the reality of it. And when it does, then I, I am extremely, extremely pleased, I guess. I can't think of the proper word right now, but just, I guess, comforted in a way. Knowing that these types of cases are being treated as crimes of violence as opposed to crimes of property, and just quickly, you know, you were you were wondering about should we be changing adoption policies, right? Like how how do we make sure that animals, companion animals, don't end up in the hands of individuals like this? And unfortunately, I don't have a great answer for you, um, or, or none that I can think of at least now. Because organizations like the SPCA, Paws for Hope, and really good organizations that, that do due diligence to make sure that they, they match the right animal yeah. with the right family... They do what they can.
0: They do what they can, right. Rebecca. And also, if you look at this man, Mr. Zhu was uh, 22 years old. He had no criminal record whatsoever going into this. Right. Yes, right. he was socially isolated, depressed, felt alone, is what he said. But um, right. you know, for many people, that those those all those boxes may very well be checked, and then they turn out to be a fantastic pet owner.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, just look at the pandemic, right? Exactly. One of the main reasons why people have have adopted or or bought animals during the pandemic is because they felt more lonely and isolated and depressed and they wanted a companion by their side exactly the reasons that he said so it's it's hard for these organizations what i would love to see however is and i think we're pretty far from this is a a regulated uh, a very well regulated industry when it comes to uh, pet adoptions and and the purchasing of pets because we don't have that now. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, you know,
0: that would help. thank you so much for being with us this morning and, and sharing your thoughts on this really important case. Thank you. Have a good day.